This podcast is made possible by Sage Intact and U.S. Bank. Hello, this is Peter Kivikidis. I'm the CFO of Squarespace. You're listening to the CFO Thought Leader Podcast. This is episode number 284. As a finance leader, are you driving driving change in your organization? How are you driving change within your organization? In this episode, you'll be hearing from a number of different finance leaders, each of whom we ask to consider the role of leadership and what inspires good leadership. Interestingly, a number of the leaders quickly narrowed the topic to talent development a subject most leaders would clearly think a great deal about. We feature our first finance leader after these words from our sponsor. It's a question every growing business must answer. How do you scale your organization to accommodate growth while reducing risk? Sage Intech provides the instant visibility into deep operational and financial requirements that inform decision-making when scale is top of mind. By automating error-prone manual tasks and allowing your team to focus on the analysis of more accurate information, Sage Intech provides the visibility required to confidently scale your organization. Sage Intact is the only AICPA preferred provider of cloud financial management software. Bill Canessi served as finance leader of Angus Industries for 13 years. He also served as chairman of the board of directors of the IMA. We spoke to Bill shortly after his retirement from Angus and we're struck by what he told us matters most to him today as he looks back on his leadership tour of duty. Angus was a manufacturer of tabs for mobile equipment, rollover protective structures. And let me explain the concept of a rollover protective structure. If you're sitting on a backhoe loader or in the forest uh, with a piece of equipment, if the equipment tips over or something falls on the equipment, that rollover protective structure has to be able to absorb the energy and diffuse it so the cab doesn't crumple on the operator and uh, injure or kill the operator. I always looked at what we did as extremely important. So when somebody kissed his family goodbye going off to work, he could come back the same way. But that's essentially what Angus did. Most businesses will tell you they operate in extremely competitive environments. The aha moment for me was we needed to provide our customer with a product that allowed us to make money but allowed our customer to be competitive in the marketplace. If our customer didn't get the business, then we didn't have any business either. So cost control and cost reduction was the strategy for us. You know, the CFO is the repository of all the economics that get converted to financial information. So the CFO really has a perspective over the whole organization, arguably, that others don't have. I wish that I had had a mentor. First of all, I'll tell you, I didn't have a mentor in my career. I had examples, but... uh 
a mentoring relationship is a little different. Uh, as somebody who oversaw an accounting department, uh, I believe my role was to be as much of a mentor as possible. But what I wish somebody had said to me is what I would say to all those people I dealt with through the years. I don't want you to reach the point 10 years from now when you look back and say, you know, if somebody had paid a little bit more attention to me, my career would be further along than it is now. So I would sit down with those people that I worked with and say, okay, here's, here's really what I see you doing. Look for a certification. Get additional coursework in this. Can we get you into a little different role in the organization? Uh, you know, a lot of the people that I worked with said, well, I view my job as, as doing this. And my response would be, well, that's your current role. Uh, your job is to make a contribution to the company and to beef up your skills portfolio. You're better for the company. And if you choose to leave the company, you have better prospects somewhere else if you do that. So the pieces of advice I would offer are expand that role. Do whatever else you can do. Collaborate with other departments. Get a better look at the business as a whole while continuing, continuing to keep your financial and accounting skills full. The thing that I think I did pretty well was establish relationships with the people I worked with. And they're not personal relationships in the sense that they're friends and we did things together socially, but they're caring relationships. You know, uh, the word team is often used in the business setting. Teamwork is important. We, You know, our team's got to do this and our team's got to do that. But you don't really have a team unless you have individuals who care about the success of other people in their teams. In that sense, uh, we all need to care about each other. We all need to care about how well each other is doing in order to make that team really function to the highest level. So uh, what I like to do was to cruise my department and, and just take the temperature of folks in the department. How are they doing today? Everything going okay? Are you running into a problem somewhere? You know, why the long face? Uh, those kinds of things. And again, those questions weren't designed to to turn into uh, a session related to personal problems, but just to get a better understanding of what needed to be addressed so they could continue to do their function and do it productively. Our next finance leader is Brenda Morris, who has served as CFO for five different companies. She's one of those unique breed of CFOs who's often called upon to help advance uh, an organization to the next plateau, and that might be any number of complex transactions or growth trajectories. We asked her to take us back and explain the origins of her uh, leadership inspiration. Sure, not a problem. So I thought a little bit about this, reflecting back to, I think, probably the most uh, single defining moment when I knew that I wanted to be a CFO and I wanted to move into that role. And it was actually issued a little bit as a challenge, I think, from a from an old boss almost uh, 20 years ago. And I was a controller uh, at the company, great company in Seattle. And he was an incredibly smart man. I considered him 
uh, a mentor of, of, of a form and just a, a really uh, wonderful guy in the apparel industry, which is which is an industry I've spent a lot of time in. And we were sitting chatting one day and just talking about the future, the future of the company, my future and such. And, you know, I mentioned that I'd like to eventually be a CFO. And I remember very clearly, like it was yesterday, he, he laughed and he said, you will never be a CFO. He said, you have way too much personality to be a CFO. And I and it was at that point that I said to myself, I will be a CFO and I will keep my personality. And uh, he and I laughed later about two years after that, I took a role that uh, that at a different company where I uh, was eventually then promoted to the CFO role and have been in that role since. And he actually loved the fact that the challenge he issued was uh, one that I was willing to try and get past. So I think it was uh, not necessarily a specific you know, technical milestone, but was certainly something that, you know, made me really think about where I wanted to go in my future. And I think my philosophy on on finance and the role in the office of the CFO have changed over the years. Uh, I think they've become more progressive and more uh, focused on strategy and providing high, high value for the shareholders of the organization, for the board, um, for the associates of the organization. And I think that's just been the nature of the position changing and shifting. Uh, and all of that comes obviously from your own experiences. For me, in, in the roles I've played, I've gotten to be involved in just a ton of different types of transactions, everything from IPOs and follow-ons and mergers and acquisitions, you know, moving production offshore uh, from, from being an all-domestic uh, produced uh, product when I was at K2 to moving it offshore and doing everything overseas, major recaps. I've been in environments where there's full turnovers of the C-suite and, and you have to navigate those waters. So I think those things have all provided me experiences that have given me a little bit more chops to be uh, a better CFO. And I think uh, a little bit with a little bit more wisdom, not, not always a lot, but a little bit more wisdom on, you know, the fact that the CFO's office and his or her teams need to be not just tactical, but um, forward-thinking and visionary and very holistic around uh, the value that they add for an organization. Earlier this year, Sherry Buck joined the Waters Company as Chief Financial Officer. She had previously served as finance leader for Libby Glass as well as Whirlpool Corporation. We look forward to speaking to Sherry about her latest tour of duty. However, for this leadership development episode, we thought you'd find her comments regarding finance talent development at Libby of interest. Here's Sherry Buck. Uh, one of the things that we've, two things that we've recently done is our internal audit function had been uh, outsourced and uh, last year we made the decision to bring our internal audit function in-house and one of the drivers of that was really to have the internal audit function be a feeder of talent. So as uh, individuals join the organization, uh, spend some time in internal audit, they get a very broad perspective, a lot of parts of the business, then have the opportunity to move into other parts, whether it's accounting or other uh, business units. But as those rotations happen, also taking individuals uh, within our current functions in corporate or our regions and, and having them rotate into internal audit as well. I think to get your next generation of finance leaders, uh, you have to give them lots of opportunities um, to grow and see different parts of the business. 
One example that comes to mind is uh, last year during our third quarter, we had one of our furnaces that had an unexpected malfunction, and that resulted in production for that furnace uh, being down for several months, and it had to be rebuilt. So my finance team played a very integral role with the business um, because they quickly had to develop a lot of different scenarios. Um, so I'd say leveraging skill sets they have, um, but had to partner very closely with the business to figure out how we were going to continue to serve our customers. So they had to understand what inventory we had on hand locally, um, what can our other Libby business units supply, um, either from inventory or changing their production schedules. So um, they had to understand both customer requirements what production requirements are beyond the, their specific region, reaching out across the, the Libby regions. Um, looked at external sourcing, so understanding what other sources of supply were available. And so then the finance team helped, I'd say, collaborate with those um, business members and bring um, the analytics, bring transparency, um, what are some of the risks and trade-offs of taking a certain course of action, um, and really work through this unexpected challenge to help us continuing to serve our customers. Thought Leader listeners, don't go anywhere. Next, you'll hear from Jim Walker, CFO of Native Maine Specialty Foods, right after these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market. Jim Walker's CFO roots run deep, having served as a finance leader in a number of different uh, organizations. Uh, his uh, longest tour of duty perhaps was as uh, CFO of Walsh Publishing of Portland, Maine, uh, where he was there for eight years. Uh, we suspect he's eating better these days now that he's finance leader for Native Maine Produce and Specialty Foods. Here's Chip. You know, if if anything, I think the most important thing for a aspiring uh, CFO or financial professional is to know that you're going to be a lifelong learner. So get used to it. Enjoy it because it's all about staying up to date, staying informed on a vast variety of different subjects. I think it's really important for someone who wants to be a CFO, you need to know process improvement. You need to know marketing. You have to volunteer. What I think one of the biggest things that helped me in my career um, that I think others would help others is when you're coming up in your career, Volunteer often for special projects because they will teach you a boatload about different parts of the company, whether it be marketing or whether it be, you know, product development or production. So volunteering for those special projects gives you an opportunity to learn. It gives you an opportunity to succeed. It gives you an opportunity to fail 
if you're going to learn, you will learn more with a failure because it really causes you to step back and say, what did I do that was right? What did I do that was wrong? And perhaps what alternatives should I have taken that might have made this successful? If you look at where finance and accounting has come from over the last 25, 30 years, you know, it's really, really changed a lot. We're using a lot of different processes. We're using a lot of different tools. We're subject to a lot of different regulations. And enjoying change and embracing change, I think, is something that really gets me excited. I've been very fortunate to be able to oversee customer service, oversee production management, oversee HR and IT, and all of those things really, really stimulate me because I really enjoy change. Okay, our intent was to serve you some leadership inspiration and development uh, best practices. I think our thought leaders haven't disappointed us. We hope you found this interesting. Thank you for listening. Hi, it's Jack. At CFO Thought Leader, we're interested in hearing from you. We want to find out what you would like to hear more of or less of. And so we've created an ever-so-short survey in order to learn from you. The survey is now available right on CFOThoughtLeader.com's homepage. It's open to career finance executives of every rank. Meanwhile, it's that time of year again. CFO Appreciation Day is quickly approaching, and we are once more firing up our kiln and making our CFO Thought Leader Mug 2019 edition available to survey takers who enlist two or more of their finance team members to complete the survey. We'll mail you our also coveted CFO Thought Leader Mug at zero cost. So visit us at CFOThoughtLeader.com and give us an earful. We would greatly appreciate it. Some rules and restrictions may apply. Thank you.